Greetings and welcome to episode 8 of the Transform podcast. It is Tuesday, November 9th, 2021, and I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio. Uh, and again, welcome to the Transform podcast, guys. Um, we dropped a couple episodes last week. Uh, actually, episode 7 dropped on Thursday, November 4th, and of course, that was also uh, the holiday Diwali and uh, especially to our Transform team members who celebrate Diwali. Uh, just kind of wishing everybody uh, a post-happy uh, Diwali now that the date has passed, obviously. But I uh, just wanted to go ahead and acknowledge that for everybody on the team and everybody who listens who celebrates the holiday. So um, very important point that I wanted to start with there. Um, the, the episode today is going to focus on a term that you may or may not be familiar with. I mean, as a small business owner, if you're kind of steeped in digital social media type things, you probably have heard of it or you may have run across it at some point. If you're not so tuned into that sort of thing, you, this may be a new term for you. But the term is trend jacking. And you'll see that uh, listed as one word. Okay, so trend jacking, all one word. And basically, the definition of trend jacking and just kind of, you know, surfing around for the best definition that I can find, uh, I'll go ahead and read one to you here from Marion.com. Basically says, like the name implies, trend jacking is the act of a third party applying brand content to a trending topic. The trending topic can be anything. Usually it's a hashtag, event, meme, or new slang term. It can be difficult to decide the right moment to chime in on a trend too early and not enough people will understand it, but too late and you'll be grouped in with the overdone category, unquote. So that's just Marianne.com's definition. I I found a couple other good ones. Um, uh, For example, on marketinginteractive.com, they kind of contrast it to newsjacking, which is a company's content responding to a current piece of news to capture views or gain relevance. And then trend jacking is somewhat similar. A company responds or interacts with a pop culture phenomenon occurring on the internet. By trend jacking, a company is able to hijack or jack the popularity of a a particular trend. When done right, it results in a spike in the number of views and impressions and better brand affinity, unquote. So, you know, piecing those definitions together, guys, I think that kind of covers it and gets you up to speed on what trend jacking is and starts to give you an idea or a sense of how it could be beneficial to you. So, speaking a little bit more about those benefits, you know, when you're posting content to social media, when you are working within the digital channels of your business, you are constantly fighting for attention. You are going to constantly be fighting for, uh, you know, eyeballs, ears, you know, whatever you want to, whatever, however, however your audience consumes your content, you're fighting for that. You're trying to gain every inch that you can. And using tactics like trend jacking, you can accelerate or, you know, be opportunistic about getting in front of more people than you might get in front of on a typical day, for example. Okay. So it can be a very it could be a very, uh, whether it fits in your strategy or not, just talking tactics for a moment, it can be a very strong tactic for accelerating views, accelerating the attention that you're bringing to your brand and to your company and so on and so forth. Okay, so, 
you know, being able to, to gain or, 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 um, or grab those spikes in visits to your website or visits to your social media platforms and so forth, I mean, it's an obvious benefit that you can uh, accrue to your business. Now, on a secondary level, when you're trend jacking, you're also kind of, you're also kind of displaying your, um, for lack of a better word, uh, you know, and, and here in the States, I'll, I'll, I'll use a slang term, that you're sort of hip to the cultural moment that's occurring. And so whether that's part of your business, um, you know, image that you're trying to portray or not, it can be very beneficial, uh, you, know, you know, unless it's completely irrelevant uh, to what you're doing business-wise and you can't find a way to connect the two, it's not likely to be a negative. It's sort of, I see it as a neutral or a positive. You know, it's either gonna work and, and it's a positive, obviously it's gonna bring attention to your business, or it's just not going to work, it's going to fall flat, and, and there's really no harm done. Now, there's exceptions to that. There's obviously inappropriate types of content that you don't want to piggyback off of, uh, so certainly you wouldn't be doing that in the first place. Um, you know, it's possible that you could be so off base or so irrelevant to the trend that it creates a little bit of a backlash, but really this is, this is a lot of upside and maybe a little bit of downside. Um, so if you guys are kind of slogging away organically, from a digital and social media content perspective, trend jacking um, and news jacking for that matter. I mean, that was part of the definition I read a moment ago uh, where you're just jumping into news cycles that are breaking you know, real time. Um, doing those things is, is a way to you know, propel your business forward from an attention perspective, uh, from an eyeballs on, you know, on website or social media type of perspective. Okay, so a good historical example of trend jacking, which I can picture in my own mind as I, as I uh, cited to you guys, was, I don't know, you know, especially for the um, listeners here in the States, the Super Bowl in February 2013, I believe it was February, it might have been January, but I think it was February, uh, during the Super Bowl in, in February 2013, which I believe was held at the stadium in San Francisco, there was a blackout. Like literally, like in the middle of the game, I forget exactly what part of the game it was, all of a sudden, all the lights went out. Okay, and I mean they couldn't play anymore. I mean the game was completely shut down for a while. Um, I mean if you were watching on television, you could barely see anything, if I recall correctly. Uh, so you couldn't even really make out what was going on. I mean it was a total, you know. Uh, obviously the game was played towards the evening, if I remember correctly, and at that point the game had progressed to a stage where it was getting darker out, and now there were no lights in the stadium. And so during that blackout, uh, Oreo Cookie. Uh, you know, th th that company, the Oreo company, uh, but on their Oreo cookie uh, platform, okay, their account, they sent out, and it's just kind of funny looking back on it, um, it was 3 February 2013. So on Twitter, the Oreo cookie account sent out a graphic that showed in the lower left corner an Oreo cookie, and then around the Oreo cookie, it was a little bit of light and then further out there was darkness, right? So it was sort of like a concentric degree of growing darkness at the further away you got from the cookie. And then at the bottom of the, of the graphic, it said you can still dunk in the dark, okay? And there was like a little logo or a little, um, little icon next to that. And then the uh, caption in the tweet was, quote, power out, question mark, no problem, period, unquote. So basically, Oreo Cookie jumped on this trend, this, this, this cultural moment where the Super Bowl was being interrupted. And I mean, it was a huge deal. I mean, obviously, in America, 
you know, we have millions and millions of people watching the Super Bowl. I think it's estimated that, you know, more than half the population watches the game or some crazy number like that. And so basically, you know, Oreo was like, okay, well, we got a, we got a power outage, we got a blackout, let's jump on this and let's, you know, let's go ahead and, um, and take advantage of it. So they tweeted out that power out no problem uh, uh, tweet. Which you can find, guys, if you go to, and we'll, I'll try to include this in the um, in the show notes or or somewhere where you can find it, the Marion.com article that that cited that. So it's kind of funny. I mean, definitely, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely was one of the better ones, and that's why I think they cited it here as um, as an example. Uh, and yeah, they sent it out at 7:48 p.m. So it definitely, you know, definitely was later on in the evening. Definitely was deeper into the uh, the football game that was going on at that time. Okay, guys, so we've talked about the definition of trend jacking. We've talked about some of the benefits, both so the primary benefit of gaining more attention, the secondary benefit of showing that you're hip to cultural moments and trends. I'll give you an example there, the, uh, the Super Bowl. Um, you know, and, and so, and, and so as we said before, it's a balancing act, right? You, you want to make sure that when you're doing this, you can make some kind of connection. So Oreo is able to make the connection that, hey, you can still keep eating our cookies, while you're experiencing this blacked out Super Bowl. You know, obviously if you're at home, you're not blacked out, but, but therefore you can keep eating, you know, you can keep snacking and keep eating your desserts and so forth while you wait for the game to come on. So they found a way to connect it. And so that's what you want to try to do with your business is find a way to make the connection and, and keep it relevant and that sort of thing. Um, and, just, and just, you know, balance those two things, okay? Uh, without going too far, you know, to, 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 to one end of the spectrum where, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to relate two things that have absolutely nothing to do with each other. So, you know, an example going forward, uh, and I kind of was thinking about this a little bit before recording this episode, um, would be, you know, for example, so right now, uh, you know, here in the U.S., we have a lot of news going on about certain bills being passed and we have a big tax bill going through and one of the aspects of that tax bill um, is the fact that uh, there's there's a, a provision or an aspect of it that targets billionaires and it's really looking to just you know like laser focus the tax changes on those you know six or seven hundred people whatever number of people are affected by it who are in that status and basically saying hey we're you know this this uh, tax bill is going to target these very, this very small group of individuals and it's going to target them because they've been able to avoid tax by borrowing money against their assets rather than selling their assets. So it's, it's a big deal going on right now uh, here in the U.S. And, you know, if you are, you know, and I'm speaking to the finance firms out there, uh, for example, CPAs, accountants, you know, if, if you see that news going on, you know your clients obviously maybe, you know, I don't want to say maybe, they probably don't fit in the billionaire category, right? You know, as a small business CPA or, or financial advisory firm, for example, like you're probably not, you know, dealing with a lot of billionaires yet. But what you might be able to do there, just as an example of the trend jacking uh, that we're talking about today, is you would be able to say, you know, something that relates the plight of the billionaire you know, who gets to borrow money instead of selling assets, but now they're being targeted by this tax bill, and bring it back over to your clients. And, and you know, so you could hop on those trending topics. You know, obviously, you know, the, the tax bill is a trending topic here. I don't know the exact hashtags, but, you know, the, the whole billionaire tax, I think, is a hashtag. 
uh, the, the, the sort of catchy phrase, buy, borrow, die, you know, buy assets, borrow against them, die and hand them off tax-free to your heirs. You know, so that whole progression, that whole progression uh, of, 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 you know, actions that billionaires are allowed to take advantage of, that's a trending topic, you know, or it has been at some point or another. So what you would do is you would see that those topics were trending. And in some ways it's a news cycle, but in other ways it's, it's a cultural moment because it's not just one piece of news or another. It's this whole debate going on about whether these individuals should be targeted for taxation or they shouldn't be targeted or they should pay a certain amount of money or they shouldn't pay a certain amount. So that's been kind of roiling around for a little while. And if, if you insert yourself into that discussion, particularly when it first started, when it was sort of at its peak level of attention, I think it's kind of waned a little bit since then, in my opinion, although it may spike again if the bill passes and becomes law. So that's something to look out for. Um, but this would be an example where you could you could say something catchy like, you know, uh, you know, can't buy, borrow, die. You know, see CPA so-and-so for the next best kind of tax planning. Okay, or something like that. I mean, that's a very poorly worded example. Obviously, I hope nobody uses that one. Uh, but that would be a way to kind of turn the phrase that had become popular here. It was popping up in a bunch of different articles I was reading. I saw, it, I think it was even part of a title of a Wall Street Journal article at one point. Major publication used it. Okay, so just the phraseology, buy, borrow, die, you know, which most people in the U.S., you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of limiting my, my scope of experience there, but they can't do that. They're not in a financial position to do that. So you could kind of jump into that trend and you know, say something along those lines, like, hey, you can't, you can't use this tax strategy? Well, come see me for some other great tax strategies or something to that effect, okay? So that would be an example of how you could, you could spin that and you could bring it back home to what your business does and how your business may be connected to that situation and so on and so forth, okay? So uh, I don't wanna go much longer, guys. I wanna kinda of, uh, wind it down here. Obviously, this isn't a complicated subject, but it's something that takes a little bit of, you know, it, it takes a little bit of skill. I mean, you have to be paying attention, okay? So you have to have sort of one eye on the ball, so to speak, and, and spot these things when they happen. And then you have to have some level of creativity to say, okay, let me, let me, let me connect that back to what I'm doing this way or that way or whatnot. And then you have to time it right. I mean, you, 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 like, like I was saying before, you don't want to be too early. You don't want to be too late. Uh, both of them have drawbacks. So anyway, um, so, so taking that all into account, it, like I said, it's not a complex tactic, but it's maybe not the simplest thing to do if you don't have your ear to the ground on this sort of thing. Okay, now if you have somebody doing your marketing for you, you can tell them, hey, I, I want to take advantage of this sort of tactic. I want to try to grab these sort of attention spikes uh, when things like this occur, and you know, I expect you to sort of do that for me. Okay, so that's something that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, hey, Chris, I don't know how to do this or I'm not going to be able to do this, but you do have somebody working your marketing or you have somebody in mind to do it, you can tell them, hey, I want you to look for news cycles, you know, trending topics, trending cultural moments, and I want to find ways to brand myself as part of those moments. Okay, so hopefully this podcast gives you enough information to think about how that might occur or how you might phrase that and approach you know, a, um, you, know, a, 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 you know, a marketer who is doing this on your behalf. Okay, so as usual, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, but as usual, you know, please feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. You know, give us a call. Um, you, you, know, or, you know, preferably, 
uh, contact us via social media, uh, online, uh, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, you can reach us. You can drop a comment uh, on, on either of those platforms. Uh, you, you can give us, you can go through the website and give us a call. You can reach out to us there as well. Um, but uh, we, we definitely would love to find ways to help you guys with this. If you, if you need that help and you're looking for somebody to kind of do it on your behalf, we would be glad to do that. So um, to, to, to wrap it up, uh, first of all, we thank you guys for listening to the podcast, subscribing, liking it, sharing it, the whole nine yards. Uh, definitely super appreciate that. And, uh, you know, like I said, drop us a note, drop us a comment, reach out to us anytime and, uh, you know, and, and let us know what you're thinking uh, or let us know if you have a question about this. OK, so we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode eight. Uh, we'll be back again later this week uh, with episode nine dropping on Thursday. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks again for listening, guys. I'm Chris Anastasio. This is the Transform Podcast. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day and we'll talk to you later. Bye bye.